Hi, everybody. Welcome to Colton Corner, Lafayette's Interfaith Podcast. I'm Lisa Green, the Interfaith Fellow, and um, I'm here with Melissa Adamson. And thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm thank so you excited. Thank for having me. Thanks for wanting to talk. Oh, of course. I can't wait to find out all about you. And uh, But before we jump in, could you tell anybody who's listening just a little bit about you, a little background? Sure. Yeah. My name's Melissa. I work at Lafayette. I am the Climate Action and Circularity Manager. So I work in our Office of Sustainability, and I'm fresh here. We're doing this podcast in May, and I started in November. So wow. six or seven months. So still getting familiar with sure. Lafayette. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I can't wait to circle all the way back around and find out just how you got here. Um, awesome. Well, in that case, starting at the very beginning, um, what would you say your faith tradition is? Yeah, I would say I am a Christian and I am committed to learning and following the practices of the way of Jesus and kind of having that be my guide for how I do life and how I interact with others and see the world and and interact with my work as well in the sustainability awesome. and environmental space it kind of all informs each other in different ways for me that's so cool were there were there people who taught you about thinking um thinking in that line of thought growing up yeah i grew up um with parents who are also christians um and so it was introduced to me at a young age and um, then through my middle school and high school years um, I decided it was something that I did want to pursue um, as kind of my own identity as well so my views and beliefs more or less align with my parents who were my biggest influences growing up um, but had a lot of freedom um, to kind of choose my own path and then in college um, was able to really grow through relationships with other people who um, were Christians and held similar or close but different beliefs and kind of just got to explore and deepen um, what it can mean to different people um, to be a Christian. And yeah, I had a really good mentor through college who really formed, helped me shape and form who I am. That's so great. I can't wait to dive deeper into all those different relationships. But I'm really curious about the environmental piece. You know, you're saying that your relationship with Jesus and and Christianity really has informed that. Was that something your parents talked about when you were growing up, too? I think in less kind of explicit terms, perhaps, Mm -hmm. of, but I think just in the conscious consumption patterns or like low waste environment my parents were good examples of how to steward the resources that we had um, and not be wasteful and I think that's like kind of a foundational thought that I think aligns with my faith traditions that also aligns with my idea of like our human responsibility to understand planetary boundaries and environmental limitations Mm. and kind of steward the planet. I think that word of stewardship is something that comes Mm. up in faith context. And so that's where I kind of see the two things um, weaving together. Um, I think also like the concept of like finding joy in the outdoors is something that Mm. 
always resonated with me through um, my parents and their love for play in the outdoors. Um, but I think seeing it as like this created and us as created um, good that like God made um, means that like, yeah, we can delight in it and um, thus like should be responsible actors and players. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So when you're out in nature, do you feel like a little extra spiritual connection? Sometimes, but that same extra spiritual connection I also find um, in other places, in a, mm-hmm. in a crowded living room with other friends yeah. or in a church building, mm-hmm. traditional and non-traditional alike. Um, sure. So, yes. I definitely do find that like there is this kind of connection um, with God in nature, but not exclusively for me. Got you. Yeah. That's really interesting. Did you have like formal Christian education growing up? When I was in elementary school, I went to a Christian school and then um, starting in middle school, which was sixth grade for me where I grew up, I went to the public school. So there was no sort of religious aspect to it. Got you. Can I ask what denomination of Christianity you practice? Yeah, I would say that I most resonate with non-denominational Christianity. Churches that I've really felt at home at have been a blend of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, The church community that we call home here in Pennsylvania um, is a non-denominational church. Um, Interesting. um, So, yeah, I think doctrinally sound in my perspective and and clear on, um, you know, they draw lines around what they believe. um, So it's not like non-denominational not like non in the sense of like we don't have a specific doctrine they, they do um but i don't know if i um necessarily have to fit neatly into lutheran or baptist or sure. or presbyterian um i think there's like components of all of those that maybe highlight and emphasize parts of the character of god that yeah. i would align with and value so that's so interesting yeah. it's almost like multi-denominational yeah i i think that could be another word for it and actually i think that's actually a really helpful context because i think the um church community we're a part of here has people who mm-hmm. come from many different denominations and can find they align perfectly fine there with their beliefs and there is mm-hmm. kind of a um diversity of thinking and like the aspects of how we live out our Christian life uh, Mm. that are like magnified and that those differences make for um, a really whole and complete kind of body of the church. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So in addition to the the sustainability piece, um, are there other values from Christianity that really guide your life? I think the idea that relationships are highly valuable and highly important um comes from my understanding of like who god is and who he says Mm -hmm. that we are and that 
we get to be people of love and maturing as a follower of Jesus means becoming more of a person of love and also mm-hmm. a person of um, peace and truth and patience and gentleness and all of those are relational aspects um, in some regard and so I think the value of um, other people and forming relationships mm-hmm. is something that's informed by my faith and kind of a guiding mm-hmm. value or something I orient around. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, just those those bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, speaking of which, were there traditions that really made your childhood that, that you still remember today? In terms of, like, religious-related? Sure, or, or really sure. anything, like, with your family that made you feel, oh. like, a spiritual connection, a, oh. a personal bond more, more strengthened? Sure. I... My family, um, which when I say that, I think most forefront of... Um, my two parents mm. and uh, so I have a mom and a dad and then I have two brothers and we're all very close in age um, and uh, we just spent a lot of time um, getting to play together we lived mm. really close to the ocean so we would go to the beach a lot and mm. um, would just spend a lot of time playing or there was a few different places that we went to annually that had lakes and so mm. more theme of playing um in the water and just spending quality time together and I think that um, was probably really informative and the values I hold now of holding space for other people and holding space for rest and yeah that concept of just like getting delight in other people and in getting to move our bodies and getting to be outside and all those different things Um, and then we also had some great, you know, family traditions um, around the Christmas holiday that mm. I think were good routines and rhythms um, for us and provide a lot of happy memories for us as a family. And um, I think something um, my parents did well were to show us that the holiday of Christmas is about Jesus um, mm-hmm. and that also it can be fun and we don't yeah. have to put the things at odds of right. Christmas tree and like also church and so like celebrating mm-hmm. kind of both aspects of it and um, yeah the maybe cultural Christmas things um, mm-hmm. can be a part of what we do as Christians and yeah yeah yeah, well, what specific uh, memories do you have around Christmas growing up? Ooh, and uh, great memories. I wouldn't even just say growing up, but I or even still now, yeah, up. yeah, still continue. So, yeah, of course, into my still ongoing growing up, which feels accurate. I would say we exchange gifts together on Christmas Eve, and that oh, has always been fun. Uh, a lot of thoughtfulness into trying to find just simple things for one another um and now our family has grown a little bit because i'm married and one of my brothers is married so now uh we got a 
limit that a little bit because it <laughs> just can get too long if we're yeah. like, we go one by one <sighs> and we read cards out loud, which I didn't know was weird until oh. now we have in-laws in the family, <laughs> like, you know, my sister-in-law and my husband. Um, so anyways, that was just a tradition that was always really sweet going, I didn't yeah. know that was something everyone who did Christmas and gifts thought everyone went one by one and really slowly <laughs> and like you're like oh let's see and no, I, I love know, that. and writing cards to each other and reading them and uh, so that was a special tradition and we also typically um go on either like a neighborhood bike ride or a walk at the beach on Christmas Eve as well we grew up in Southern or I grew up in Southern California oh, and so it normally is nice enough weather yeah. to do that. And um, also we always made Christmas cookies growing up and decorated them and then give them to all our neighbors. Aww. And that was a really fun tradition that I had a lot of happy memories around um, decorating different types of cookies and baking. Um, I wouldn't say baking with my mom. I don't think I was that helpful, but being <laughs> around in the proximity being of- Being in the same room. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Those were a few um, traditions. That's so fun. Yeah, what part of Southern California? I grew up in Huntington Beach, California. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to take that back. I grew up in Costa Mesa, California is where my home address is. <laughs> um, Huntington Beach is where I went to high school. That's where our church is. And it's like a half mile from where we live, like into Huntington. And I find myself saying that because it feels a little more familiar for where people might yeah, know or be able sure. to be like, oh, okay, like somewhere crystal in the Southern California region. So mm-hmm. that's um, where I grew up, Costa Mesa slash Huntington Beach. Oh, that's so cool. Do you still go back there every year for the holidays and stuff? So far, I have been happy to get to spend every Christmas at my parents' house in California. My husband grew up about 20 minutes from me, also oh, wow. in Southern California. We met in Denver, Colorado. He lived with some wow. guys that I knew from my church. And so we knew each other through those friends. And mm-hmm. um, and it just so happened that we both were from Southern California. So now that we live here in Pennsylvania, it's extra convenient that when we go home for Christmas, it's to the same location. Wow, that's kind of a miracle. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. It's great. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some similar things in that's so our cool. childhood experiences make us a good match. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder about that. You know, that that's still a goal of mine. I really want to interview a couple. Oh, uh, <laughs> I almost emailed you that we should do it together, Eric and I. And we might need a part two. We might need a part two, <laughs> or we could take parts of this and then parts of his, and I yeah. don't know what I'm doing, and whatever. But or you could just do it his interview separately he works here at the college as well oh really that's how we moved here um first he got a job here and then the role that i have now was open and so i eagerly applied as soon as i knew he was interviewing for the role here to see if it might work um for us to both be able to work at the college and it took a few months for me to get through the interview process and into the role but um I've been in it since November. Wow. Wait, so what? I actually I actually now kind of remember that. Um, I, I totally slipped my mind. Um, what's his role here? Yeah. So 
My husband, Eric, works as an assistant lacrosse coach for the men's awesome. lacrosse team here at Lafayette. Mm-hmm. And he started that role in August, when we and we moved here in August for that. That's so cool. So were you guys in Colorado before that? We were. Yep, we are in Colorado. I... So I grew up in Southern California, and then I did my undergrad at Harvard. And oh, after wow. Harvard, I went to Denver. I thought it was what I was looking for was an urban area, somewhere where I could bike to get around. I didn't have a car, didn't want to buy a car, wanted right. to just bike around more or less, and wanted to be close to nature and the mountains and that type of thing. So wow. Denver seemed to fit the bill for all of that. Um, I think, of course, that. The desires for those things were put on my heart from the Lord, knowing like what God did during my time in Denver um, was was really really special. Um, and of course, then that's where I met Eric as well. And Eric went to the University of Denver for his undergrad, and he played lacrosse there. And then he was working in Denver for a few years, and then uh, decided he wanted to get back into lacrosse as a coach and so then he coached at the high school level for a bit and then there was an opportunity at the University of Denver where he went um, to be the volunteer assistant coach and so he did that for a few years about four years and then the next step up kind of beyond that is to be an assistant coach and so the opportunity to do that came up at Lafayette Mm -hmm. and we thought it seemed like the right the right fit and the right timing and a lot of things lined up and so we came into an interview I got to come and get familiar with the area Mm. as familiar as you can get in a 36 hour trip and we decided oh wow yeah Yeah, that's amazing you know that's a big leap of faith it's a big deal when you're you know making a decision like that do you do you pray do you kind of think in a spiritual way I think so. Um, yeah. For that particular decision, I think mm. we both felt um, at peace about it, mm. which was surprising given how rooted we were in Denver yeah. to feel not a lot of qualms and no anxiety around it. Um, I don't think that's like prescriptive for always what's the right decision. If you feel peace about it, then go for it. But for us in that situation, I think that was a big marker and indicator to us that like our the spirit within us was leading us in this direction and we were willing to take that leap of faith and just trying to trust that like that's what obedience to God held um Mm -hmm. even though it was surprising and you know very uprooting from our tight community in Denver it was um our next step so we came here yeah wow that's really cool and i'm i'm trying to think about all the things that influenced that and that made it feel like the right time and i want to go back for a second so we were talking about how your parents were big influences and then how in college you had this mentor i wanted to circle back to who that was how that person made you feel yeah there was in college i got to be um involved in a campus ministry Mm -hmm. um pretty similar in some regards um, to the two Christian ministries that are prevalent um, here at Lafayette. Um, so when I say campus ministry, just a organizational 
an organization that held space for students um, who are interested in Christianity or would identify as Christians to get together and either hear speakers or talk with one another around like passages of scripture. Um, you know, I think people think like Bible studies um, and then also just like friendship type of things and yeah. life processing together. So the campus ministry that I was involved with um, had a few people who were adults as we felt them on staff. They ranged <laughs> in age. I realize now that the one who discipled me, which is kind of like the term I would use for mentorship um, in that capacity mm. through college was 27. Oh, wow. When we initially connected, and I'm 27 now, so I'm like, oh, I guess wow. people might. I was like, oh, so that's the age. That's what a 27-year-old <laughs> seems like to a college student, maybe, you know. Um, sure. And so, yeah, she um, really just helped me think through, like, uh, experiences I was having in college um, and decisions I had to make and roommate dynamics and yeah. all of that type of stuff um, with kind of, like, my faith in mind and how I could trust my faith um, to help lead me in the path Um for like fullness of life and joy and uh, yeah also she kind of taught me um more about how to pray for others um mm -hmm. for you know their wellness and healing um and for like the presence of the lord in their lives and also um how to study the scriptures that like we believe have um authority and um mm -hmm. are inspired by god himself so yeah she was really incredible in all those things um i think a mentor and a teacher um mm. and that type of role are you still in touch with her at all from time to time yeah yeah that's awesome um, yeah not regularly but from time to time and um i trust that if the opportunity were to present itself to be in the same space mm. at the same time um it would be a delightful catch-up. That's really special. That's yeah. um, especially thinking about the scriptural piece of it and the praying for other people. Are there like, parts of scripture or Bible stories that really stick with you that you think about a lot? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. What is coming to mind right now is um, there's a lot of passages about in scripture that kind of point out indicators of what life with Jesus um, and the Holy Spirit that we believe like is our helper and advocate and like dwells within us as followers of Jesus um, bring and so those indicators being like peace and patience and uh, self control slash self-discipline through the power of God at work within us um, and joy. And so I think passages around there, um, like in Colossians 3, contrasting the new life in Jesus, what I just described, um, versus like the former life, things that have passed away, things that we don't have to be burdened by, um, anger and like slander towards one another um, and envy, these types of things that like I don't have to carry as um, a Christian. So those passages come to mind. Um, similar kind of themes come up in 
Galatians 5. So mm. those two scriptures that I just mentioned are letters written to the early church that are intended to inform them on mm. how to like live out what they are newly adopting as beliefs and feel compelled um, to believe how does that play out in um, kind of character and yeah. relationship. And I guess you just lead a, a richer life when you're not bogged down with with those things. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you had kind of touched on the idea of, like, what do people maybe not understand about, like, your religion and yeah, religion. Yeah, yeah. As a Christian, I think that um, it, it can be really easy to think that it's, like, mostly about some do's and don'ts and there's a God who, like, says do this, don't do that. Sure. Um, and I think... Uh, that's like super normal and makes sense um, mm-hmm. that that people would believe that but I think the the richness of like life with Jesus and scripture would inform a little bit differently that the uh, there's like fullness of life in those mm-hmm. do's and don'ts the theology that God is a loving God instead yeah. God who is our creator God created us in a way that there's like order and there is Mm -hmm. like ways that create human flourishing and Mm -hmm. so these do's and don'ts are actually like for our good and that like the law of the lord is perfect and revives the soul that's Mm -hmm. um a passage in psalms which is a book of like poems essentially um i raise my mountain to the (laughs) it's definitely misquoting uh Honestly, uh, I there's it. all sorts of combinations. <laughs> and it gets real emotional was, in there. It's great. You can I, find something to match anything, probably. Right. I believe it's Psalm 151. I, there's one psalm yeah. that I really connect with. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. I think that thanks. the psalms can resonate with a lot of people. It, they, they're very reflective of the human experience because they're written by humans about their experience and then kind of believed to be by myself um, and others like God inspired and what God has for us to like read and understand his character and understand what life is like Um, and so in there yeah Yeah. just talks about how like the ways of the Lord are like so restorative to our souls and um, so just rethinking Mm -hmm. that for myself as a I like grow up and mature um, that yeah there's richness yeah you know I don't know that I realized that before the Psalms are written by people and it makes sense I don't know if this is also in Christianity but in Judaism we talk about how every person has that of God in them you Mm -hmm. know so it makes sense that it's still a God's teaching even if it's from a human being Yeah, yeah 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 the canonization mm. of scripture is something that is absolutely beyond my like <laughs> deep knowledge or study I would sure. defer to what other people have to say about that but at some time long long ago people mm. got together and said this is what we hold as like the holy mm-hmm. scriptures and the psalms made it in there and yeah they are written by people yeah that's so interesting um and uh and going back to those influences for a second. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So after college, you've had this really profound mentorship experience. Did that affect how you went into Denver? Yes. Yeah, I had 
I would say I had that mentorship experience in the context of a broader community as well. And so that was something that I believe was important for life in Denver. I wanted to find a church right away. So when I was visiting awesome. for job interviews in Denver after college, I also made sure I was there on a Sunday and could like go yeah. check out a church and figure out who um, I could encourage and be encouraged by. Mm -hmm. and. Um, learn from and um, contribute to their lives in any ways that like my um, passions and giftings and skills or just what I care about would would serve them so I think the context of having that mentor and influence and then having the influence of being surrounded by um, other believers who wanted to pursue their faith um, well and believers, I mean people who um, were wanting to proclaim Christianity as their religion and their set of beliefs that influence how they think in the world and um, made it certain for me that I wanted to continue um, to have um, people around me who were pursuing that. So that was really foundational um, to my life in Denver and um, I believe God really like answered prayers that I hadn't even vocalized around that wow. um, and was able to really quickly get connected to a church that was just beginning um, in, had been started out of another church um, in the city of Denver that was still thriving and doing well, but they um, just had this vision for multiplication. And so mm -hmm. I um, was able to be there and that's where I was kind of a member of um, a church for the five years that I was living in Denver. Wow, yeah, I'm so curious about when you were looking at the churches and deciding you know, which one to go to regularly, mm -hmm. what do you think is like most important to you when you're deciding if you wanna be a part of a church community? Yeah, for the time in Denver, mm -hmm. I had a friend from college who was from Colorado and had moved to Denver after college and a few months before I had arrived and he looked into some churches and mm -hmm. he is a lot more theologically rigorous than <laughs> I was at the time and then I, then, then I am now probably. Yeah. And so I thought if John says this church checks the boxes for like what we believe, that's probably that's good. a good starting yeah. point. So, I think that like doctrinally, mm -hmm. like the statement of beliefs, what people would maybe know as like a statement of faith or a creed or something like mm -hmm. that of um, who we believe God is and Jesus is and who we are as people mm -hmm. um, is really important. But I knew that was fine at the church that I went to look at um, because my friend John said so. And <laughs> um, so then a like, um, welcoming environment and um, people who wanted to get to know each other mm -hmm. um, who viewed church as more than a Sunday event but as a um, group of people who um, support one another encourage one another and um, are invested and investing in each other's lives so the church that I found in Denver um, had that we gathered on Sundays and then also throughout the week in people's homes and people Aww. were real really friends um, from that and so yeah that's where my closest relationships all evolved from wow. so that was important to us then when finding a church here um, was yeah to agree with 
some of the core beliefs, um, but then also a church that believed that um, the church isn't just mm-hmm. an event that you attend, but it's um, this place of belonging. Community. Um, and community, exactly. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Did you, um, did you and Eric meet very soon into you being in Denver? I lived in Denver for three years before meeting Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had been there for college for four years and then for five years after that before oh, we wow. met. Yeah, and so when you met, um, what was that like, just meeting as a result of, of church, like that connection? Oh, yeah, we didn't go to the same church. Um, when we met, he lived with some guys who went to my church, um, but we met a few times before we met and hit it off, Yeah, and um, it was great getting to know um, someone who I was interested in who I could quickly and easily start to envision like um, a life partnership with, and we knew tangentially because of our affiliations that we shared that common belief um, set, but it was um, simple and powerful all at the same time to get to share more with who we are and kind of how we came to know Jesus and how Jesus changed us over over the years and how that informs mm-hmm. what we think life is about and what it wow what we want yeah and in a vision for life that's so interesting so how like how soon into the process of getting to know someone do you start like talking about that and kind of comparing your values oh i don't know (laughs) i know for us yeah it came up early on Mm -hmm. um because of circumstances of our dating histories and our family statuses um, with our immediate and extended families just it came up it was relevant to um, our decision to like pursue dating or not early yeah. on so it came up um, and I think it yeah really can vary for different people um, I think a lot of my like closest deepest friends um, know that they want a life partner who they can be known by really deeply right. and um, that our faith is something that's so important to knowing who we are as people that it then inevitably just comes up early yeah. not as any sort of prescription like we oh, need to course. make sure we align on this and so let's cover this but it when Jesus is when your life is oriented around like following Jesus and like maturing in that and believing that's like where um, the fullness of life comes from, of course it's gonna come up. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That really, what does that look like like on the day to day, like living your life by Jesus? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the, um, the character piece of it in terms of like, those practices of like desiring to and um, practicing the way of trying to be patient, gentle, loving, joyful, etc. Um, is one aspect of it. Um, but I think, you know, more so um, 
declaring over yourself and your own life that like I believe in God who created me out of love and created others out of love and I um, can cast my anxieties on him and um, need not worry about um, like what is to come or what someone's thinking of me or what um, if I'm good enough because like there is I have this like security in um, my relationship with God it's beautiful execution (laughs) not always good Uh, yeah I know what you mean yeah growing um, and shaping but I think those are like some evidences of like God's grace is when like the fruit of like character development comes and Mm. when the like fruit of like the communion like being in union with God comes which like I think looks like um, freedom from like believing that I'm the God of my own life and have to orchestrate all the pieces Um, so I think there's like some yeah freedom from feeling like I have to control and dictate all the things that are life Um, like believing that God has better ideas than me Uh, there's a real humility in that and I think that's what it looks like it's a relief it's a relief oh absolutely I I know what you mean you know it's funny I had um this tutor in high school I was very close to I'd go over to her, her house once a week um, and she's Christian and she would say I would tell her about being anxious and she would say you know what you need to do you need to say God take it away yeah. <laughs> and I love that I think about that all the time take it away <laughs> yeah yeah that, that is funny and I, I think um, there's there's That's not um, necessarily, like, a solution for some of, like, the real experiences sure. and challenges we have. Sure. But I think there's this, like, grappling and wrestling with, um, like, those worries and fears. And, like, rumination. Yeah, yeah. And being like, um, yeah, God, can you show me how you're in this? And, right. like, can you help me believe when it feels hard? And, mm-hmm. um and I think there's something too with surrendering it's control of our timing around um, healing because I think those like declarations like <laughs> it sounds like your tutor had yeah. said like you know knowing that like also sometimes things aren't instantaneous um, when it comes to like the maturing and the casting of our right. um, cares of the Lord like that the human emotions are so very real and that's where I would go back to the Psalms and I find so much um, peace and like think that's so important um, for as a Christian to like want to say that like God is okay with us being anxious it's not that he's he doesn't not know how to handle it and or he doesn't shame us for not trusting him enough Mm -hmm. but um, he offers us um, like freedom and to relate to him on yeah. that but if you read the psalms and flip through it like the psalmist can be like in absolute utter despair i mean there's passages where it's like i flood my bed with mm-hmm. tears and then in the same verse be like and i bless the lord at all times mm-hmm. and so the fact that that can be in scripture i think right. holds a lot of space for the messiness of like the complexities yeah. of like 
deep joys and deep tragedy right. all intermixed right. and uh, feelings of freedom and feelings of like depression all intermixed and I think that um, like knowing that the God of the Bible like has had that existing in his people and like can continue to shepherd and guide us and loves us through all of that is um, incredibly important for like foundationally like thinking through um, Christianity and like I think without saying that I like fear that people are like there's this like inauthentic optimism that you have to have for right. Christianity but there's um, it's different than that <laughs> yeah and in my mind you know being a person of faith means believing even when it isn't just joy Mm -hmm. you know and it's the kind of thing where I really I don't think I had any strong feelings about God one way or the other until I experienced real loss Mm -hmm. and that kind of made me more of a believer Mm -hmm. you know and I think in that in that hardship and tragedy that's when you see I heard a quote once and it was like um it's funny it was one of the first interviews I did um and and the person I was interviewing it said that feeling that you get when everything else is telling you to give up, that feeling that you get that's telling you to keep pushing, that's mm-hmm. God. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's me paraphrasing. But, yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's so much more nuanced than just joyful, you know, kind of ignoring problems. Like, it is just, it's so much more gray than that and mm-hmm. so much more everyday, messy. I, I love that you were talking about, you know, the human experience, really. Yeah. Yeah. And just being able to feel all those feelings and know that it's God's never judging you. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And then um and speaking of, you know, the human experience, yeah. I uh yeah, I'm thinking about this big move and this big decision to come to Pennsylvania. Have you ever been here before? I had driven through yeah. Pennsylvania. I had never been to the Lehigh Valley. No. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's so cool. Um, what has it been like being here and kind of getting adjusted and in that new church community and this new school community? How's that, that period been? It's been a process of um, ups and downs and things that feel like happened and fell into place really quickly and other things that have taken longer to um, experience like a, a settledness around I think there's been um, a lot of like grace from God for Eric and I to get to do this together and um, be on yeah this this new adventure um, together um, to kind of like solidify our marriage and um, help us lean into our relationship um, more than we were able to when we had such um, rich community outside of each other in Denver. And I would say that it's been an adjustment in um, a way that's um, taught me to grow. I'm learning um, more always about like the space that I'm in in um, terms of like location geographically but also like the history of the space yeah. that we're in um, and of the institution that we're at um, and the 
vision for the future of the institution. Um, and then my world is um, also really tied up with um, Eric's, and um, we've gotten to get connected to kind of the student athlete community here, um, and particularly students who are interested in faith. Um, and so that's been something that's really fallen into place um, quite wonderfully to get to uh, know students who are interested um, in life with Jesus in some capacity, um, and our Lafayette student athletes. So that, that would be one thing that's fallen into place fast, finding the church community that we're in um, was a little bit different of a timeline um, sure. for us than, than anticipated. So um, it's been a process of um, having to just free myself from expectations, um, right. but still hold space for things that I like, want and desire, um, and get to name that and, yeah, pursue those and pray for those. That's so cool. Yeah, in terms of um, working with, you know, the Christian student athletes, yeah. yeah, what is your role there and what's that been like? Yeah, we um, help out um, by just being present at their student group meetings and um, by getting to know the student leaders and other um, students who want to get to know us, awesome. um, the way Lafayette operates um, with some student clubs and with the religious and spiritual life clubs is that they have to have a faculty or staff sponsor. Um, and so the previous lacrosse coach that Eric um, replaced was the uh, sponsor for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes um, community that we help out with. So there was um, kind of a gap there when, wow. when he left. And so it um, it's pretty amazing that that is something that Eric and I both were eager to step into um, and help out with. And so it's a ministry we are both um, familiar with. It's um, a ministry, I mean, organization that exists beyond um, Lafayette or Pennsylvania. It's, right. it's national um, and it's across different um, school levels, high school, middle school, and college. And oh, wow. so we um, knew uh, some basics about what it is. and. Um, knew we learned it existed here and then we learned that um, this connection to the, the previous coach and that um, they would have a need for um, some staff or faculty to be involved in some capacity and so okay. we're um, happy and eager to do that and um, be even more involved. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of feels like divine intervention. Totally. You know? like, yeah, I mean, it's wild. It's been a really cool opportunity. Yeah. Um, the yeah that's awesome yeah well i think uh that's really everything i've got um yeah is there anything else you'd like to talk about um this has been really fun getting to chat (laughs) and um yeah i really appreciate you listening to what i have to say i loved Um, it and i think something that um yeah has been really neat about you know, the context in which we met, the mm-hmm. interfaith um, community, yeah. is that there are, um, you know, people who are interested in having these discussions. And right. um, I think to anyone who's listening, I think it's fascinating that they um, can know and hear that there's 
people who are sitting in the room together who have different mm -hmm. faith traditions or in, involved at Lafayette at, in different ways and um, that like we like Eric my husband and I like want to be available and um, there that. for students to um, talk with and ask questions of and mm -hmm. um, yeah learn um, about like life and the human experience with and um, yeah. we certainly like want to be learners as well as we engage in this community and um, yeah are thankful mm -hmm. to be able to like learn from the broader members of the community as well so I think um, just like your podcast highlights um, that there is space for these types of conversations and Absolutely. Um, I think like Jesus is very compelling and um, like mm -hmm. offers a lot of freedom and joy and um, I think that's something we just are like eager to to share about with people and, mm -hmm. and listen to people's um, processings and musings around that. So I would say yeah. my last comment is um, an invitation to like reach out <laughs> to either of us and um, or find us on campus where we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's this like whole personness that we try to embody of like we are a staff and a coach and we yeah. also are. Um, Christians and that shapes how we do that and mm. all of um, and shapes how we like value um, yeah getting to know people and it shapes your your sustainability position it does it yeah. does yeah I mean I um, would say like my position and my job I strive to do mm. my job well and like um, be like a person of of character and work ethic in my job responsibilities, um, but like my care for sustainability and environmental stewardship um, and social stewardship mm -hmm. um, and, and trying to create systems where humans can thrive um, come from kind of some foundational faith beliefs that I hold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And going back to the interfaith component for a second, have you learned more about, you know, different faith traditions since being here? I would say marginally, but I have <laughs> so much more um, that I that I hope to learn, and I think um, I hope to participate in that community um, as a listener more and more uh, as I'm able to, um, so that that learning can happen. Yay! Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much. Um, this was such a wonderful conversation. And uh, yeah, thank you for thank listening. You. Yay. Yeah.